right. All right. Hello, guys. Welcome to Immigration and Travel. Uh, today, I'm very excited to bring a guest uh, that I met during one of my recent travels. Uh, I was in Jordan, uh, staying in the, the city or the little town where Petra is located. Uh, Petra, for those who don't know, is one of the seven wonders of the world. Uh, amazing place. Uh, highly recommend it. And uh, the town next to it is called Wadi Musa. And um, there, was, there was a hostel there that I'd heard about. And, and uh, people were telling me that was a great place to, to stay because, you know, you usually what you do is you stay in that place and then you walk to Petra, whether you go for one to two to three days. Uh, and it was a pretty empty kind of season. I go into my uh, hostel room and uh, I run into this guy. And uh, I, what, I don't know if it was you, but I was in there. And I took the longest shower. It was starting to get a little bit chilly. And I took the, like, finally I found a hostel that had really good showers. And I just took advantage and I went in there. And then I, th I think, I, I, remind me if it was you or somebody else in the room when I yes, came around. It's true. It was me. It was actually the first thing you, you asked me when you walked into that, uh, into that room. You asked me, is the shower hot? The shower. <laughs> and, um, yeah, yeah I, I assured you it was steaming hot. And you, know, you went in right away and. Didn't see you for, for quite, a, quite a bit. I think it must have been half an hour or so. <laughs> yes. Okay. So, yes, introduction complete. But I haven't said your name. And the reason is it's not the most common name. It's a very Dutch name. So, his, his name, your name is Hida, right? Am I saying it correct? Yes. Yes. 100% correct. Okay. So, like he explained. Like the English me. hidden without the end. Right. So, it's like saying hidden without the end. Um, Say your last name just to have it on record. What's your last name? My last name is Zverst. Zverst. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Even more Dutch. There's um, actually only about 100 and 180 people in uh, the Netherlands that have this last name. <laughs> hey, so it's, all it's not, not too common either. But it's not, they're not all family members, are they? Uh, yes, they are. Oh, so you're, that's all of your family then? I don't know all of them, but uh, all, all of them are related. Oh, wow. That's crazy. <laughs> Anyways, I met Hida in the Wadi Musa. Um, you know, we instantly got along. We started talking about our travels, uh, which doesn't happen with every person. You don't just run into people at hostels or other places and, and immediately click. Right. But I think Hida um, is a young, adventurous, uh, very, um, you know, uh, smart uh, interprets things in, in uh, ways that, that I like. And so I think we, we got along pretty well from the start. And uh, then we met a couple other people who we, we traveled uh, to another place uh, there in Jordan, Wadi, Wadi Room, which is a beautiful, beautiful desert. Um, and yeah, we spent, how, long, how many days did we travel for after we met? Was it like three or four or more? No, I think so. I think um, after Wadi Room, we also went to Aqaba together. Right. And then we stayed there for one night, I think. And then yeah, I went back to Amman. And I don't remember where you guys went. I think you were staying in Aqaba. But yeah, in total, it must have been like four days. Right. Which were very enjoyable. I thought Jordan was... It's up Definitely. There with, it's up there with my one of my favorite destinations that, I, that I've been uh, during this past year. I, I really... I, I would go back in a heartbeat, 100%. Exactly, me too, me too. I uh, actually would, would want to stay in body room for just a little bit longer because <laughs> yeah. we stayed there only for one night and I, I, I could easily imagine staying there for two or three when I go, when I go back to Georgia the next time just because yeah. of the, um, yeah, the immense beauty over there, the, yeah. um, the stars, you know, the, um, the quiet. It's a pretty empty country it, it, there's not a lot of people it's like one highway that connects the entire country yeah exactly exactly you could um you could travel through most of the populated areas in in, in a week yeah then there's also a big part of the country of course that's that's desert right uh, and yeah i don't think many people go there anyways but if you, mm -hmm. want, if you want to travel there too then it would take a bit longer than a week but yeah, it's not big really the travel route what i realized it's um very well connected to europe because i flew to budapest for five bucks and then 
I, as I've traveled through some European cities since, I kept, I would look at the screens to look for my flight. And then I'd always notice Amman was a destination. And I'm like, <laughs> they're making it, they're making it quite easy to, for people to visit. And yeah, it's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, um, I flew from Amsterdam to Amman for only 20 euros. <laughs> With, uh, Ryanair. That's, that's that one, crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that one layover in Warsaw, this uh, this journey. And yeah, I think I stayed there for two hours or something. But in total, the, um, yeah, the trip wasn't more than six hours. It was direct. Oh, but you did have a layover, right? A layover in Warsaw, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. But then uh, the flight was cheaper than it would have been for me to to travel, for example, by train from Amsterdam to Rotterdam. Okay. If I wouldn't have had my student pass then. But usually, uh, without a student pass, it costs uh, 25 euros to travel from Amsterdam to Rotterdam <laughs> by train. Uh, Two cities in the Netherlands close to one another. But I could fly for 20 all the way to Amman. From from Rotterdam, if you would have chosen to. From Amsterdam. Right, but when you said Rotterdam, uh, what would have been the difference? Well, for example, if I would have taken the train from Amsterdam to Rotterdam, then it would have cost me 25 euros. Okay. The train ticket. Right. <laughs> oh, you're comparing to the price. You're comparing yes. the price between... Oh, I thought you meant... <laughs> it would have been cheaper to fly out of Rotterdam or something. Oh, okay, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, like yeah, a yeah. train ride to a nearby city is more expensive than going to see one of the wonders of the world. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's so crazy. It's so crazy. Um, but then the thing was the PCR test was expensive. Right. Sixty euro uh, before before I went to Jordan and then when I arrived I had to do another one, which was also thirty. So, I didn't yeah. have to do the the testing upon arrival. Uh, I think I got there the week before they enforced it, so I was uh, lucky because everybody that I met after uh, told me that they had to do the the test on arrival. So um, yeah, but it, that's kind of the world we live <laughs> world we live in now is 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 just you have your plane ticket and then you know you got to get your PCR. I know. So we'll, we'll get into your story in a little bit you li- you live in in the netherlands and i know i saw a, a news story about spain talking about how they are going to treat the pandemic as a what did they say an epidemic or i don't know what they said mm-hmm. there, there might be another term i'm missing here but they're kind of taking it taking a huge step back and going look this isn't as bad or we shouldn't treat this as delicately as we have is that how the Netherlands is reacting as well? Is has it has there been like yeah. a domino effect throughout Europe to where hopefully restrictions are going to be loosened up? Yeah, definitely. Actually, there was a press conference uh, given by the Dutch Prime Minister this week, and he announced that uh, from next week onwards, Friday the twenty fifth of February, all the um, restaurants, bars, nightclubs will stay open. Um, they won't have to close at a particular time. And also the um, QR code system will be off. Oh, because really? Now everybody has to show a QR code to get into restaurants, yeah. bars. But uh, yeah, they want to get rid of this. That's awesome, man. Yeah. And I know, I know the Netherlands is, is up there for kind of liberty of expression and all this stuff. But when you're part of a, a union, as, as the Netherlands is, you kind of have to follow what other countries are doing. You know, I feel like the yeah. one... The Eastern European countries were the ones that I noticed were a little bit less uh, tight with COVID uh, testing, especially Hungary. I don't think Hungary ever changed their official website. I think it it, it was still like every time I check is I, I I was trying to see if, if I needed a PCR and their official website where it would give you the, the government information uh, as to what PCR and, and, and stuff is is, uh, is 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 requested hadn't been updated in like a year. And I'm like... They haven't changed anything. They, they didn't really change with the times like, oh, uh, Delta, Omicron. Nope. They're not going back and forth like a lot of countries, do, you know, you wake up one day, you think, you know, the restrictions for one country and the next hour you, you're flying there and they change them and then you're screwed. And so, yeah, yeah, yeah. You never know. You never know. Always have to get ready for some extra tests. 
yeah. when you travel during COVID times. So nice. So it, it it's. Do you think it's there to stay? Like, was that announcement by uh, I forget what what the public figure you just mentioned, um, but prime uh, minister, the prime minister. But um, I hope it's here to stay. But of course, it's unpredictable uh, because they base the the measures on whether or not the hospitals um, and the intensive care beds are are full, uh, and when they're full or uh, almost full, then new me- measures are um, yeah are being introduced and at this moment there's there's not too many people in the hospitals because people are not getting too sick of um omicron or whatever variant is is out there at this moment um and because of that uh, the government thinks it's responsible to to open things up again but yeah who knows what what the consequence of of that's going to be maybe people will get sick again hospitals will fill up again and yeah god only knows what will happen that's true, man. That's true. So that kind of brings us into the topic that I wanted to talk to you about. So Hida, um, remind me your age, 20, right? 21? 21. 21 years old. So you're still in university. Um, yes, I'm in my second year in, uh, right now, my bachelor. Okay. And um, are you decided on your career yet? Or um, are you... Are you- um, I don't know how the university system works in, in America. We do like general education the first two years. And then we, I mean, you can choose your career from a start, but you can also get most like general yeah, yeah, yeah. out of the way first. So I'm, I'm doing a, a bachelor called cultural anthropology and development sociology at the moment, but I chose it purely because um, I thought it was an interesting subject and not because of um, a certain career that, that, um, Mm-hmm. That, that I'm that I'm aiming at or something, but I intend to do a masters in journalism, like yourself, <laughs> after my bachelor, and yeah, hopefully I can um, travel around and um, learn about things as I'm always doing, um, talk to people, um, and in, in, in your- fig- figure out what the the, the gl- global situation uh, is at this moment and what it will be in future moments write about it make documentaries about it right so what 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 is it that attracted you to this career first of all like what are you learning for example like your day-to-day what are you learning mostly about um all right now it's um it's mostly about uh, how globalization is um affecting smaller communities uh, and right now specifically i'm following a course called um, economy and ecology and it's about uh, for example changes in climate um, itself um, arguably a, a result of global global processes is threatening um, seaside communities Right. around the world and in terms of raising sea levels tsunamis um yeah so i'm about to read a book about the seaside community in in indonesia um where the land has been sinking and a lot of people have been relocated due to um yeah bu- buildings um dams to contain the water by the coast and yeah the course is about what which uh, what such a thing uh, does to a local community you know and it's it's not just uh changes in climate but for example also um global spread of um of ideas um of uh economy but yeah but what the uh, what the changes in the, in the world are because i think there's quite many these days we're living in an interesting time yeah that sounds very interesting so that that's that, that that that's almost like a general world education sort of career right like you're learning about the way people live you're learning about the changes in the environment that are affecting how these people live um exactly exactly a variety of i mean i think it's i'm not going to compare it to other careers but i think it's a very uh, substantial uh like career it, it has a lot of things yeah. that connect the world right it's always better when you learn about things that are circular and make you understand the rest of how exactly exactly yeah it's um yeah it's it's also a discipline that um that 
yeah, pe- people that study it and end up in all corners of uh, of society doing all kinds of jobs. So I'm I'm not necessarily putting a goal for myself, but I'm I'm just following what um yeah what 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 what, what I what, what I like to be doing. Uh, and I'll see where I end up. I um I, I like to not set goals, but um pursue a way of life and 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 find a profession that suits that way of life and as i like to travel um and because before my studies i, tra- I traveled for two years uh, since i was 17 until i was 19 in asia and uh, south america i thought um what what, what, uh, what I, I like living this way what what can i do to to make a living living this way yeah. and then i go to anthropology right um so you, we we were talking when we met and, and you told me that you were still in school and you were taking some classes while you went to school. You just mentioned that you traveled before university. So my topic of interest with you was the fact that you are a student um, and you are able to travel at the same time. But um, so yes. did you, before starting school, so what age did you finish your element, not elementary, like the high school equivalent in Europe? And then, then what happened right after you didn't start university right away? I did actually. I, um, I went to high school uh, until I was 17. Uh, and then after I graduated, I went to uh, college in the Netherlands. Um, wasn't a proper university, um, but I won't get into the Dutch cooling system over here because it's complicated well i mean uh, and maybe maybe you can explain it quickly because like in the united states we have like state university private universities and we also have community colleges where it's cheaper more affordable for people to take general uh, education courses and then when it gets to your actual career focus then you transfer to a different university is that kind of similar uh, well, over here we have uh, high school first, of course, and then depending on your results in high school, um, you can go to either uh, MBO, uh, HBO, or uh, Universiteit. And uh, university, where, where I'm in right now, it's more the scientific uh, branch, you know, a lot of um, theorizing uh, in anthropology, for example. Um, and then there's HBO. It's more the um, practical uh, uh, side of things. And MBO, it's 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 also practical things. Um, I don't know how to explain it properly um, for the rest. But yeah, depend depending on your results in high school, you get to a certain um, uh, yeah level. Uh-huh. but they're not not even really levels you know they're just different um branches um uh-huh. and after high school I, I did three three months of um of abo so the the middle one uh with the practical uh, knowledge um and was the course called european studies um learned a lot about the european union in those three months but then i realized i didn't want to be um studying that for three or four years so i quit and then uh started to tr- started to travel uh, and ended up traveling for two years then got back to the netherlands started to study again so you okay so you started college right after um right after high school and but but, but you weren't traveling yet right it was when you realized oh this isn't really what i want to exactly do. exactly so i quit my um yeah, my college. Um, and then I was at a point in my life where I thought, um, yeah, I could either just go back to my parents' house, live there, work in a supermarket and go, go try out something else that I probably won't feel too passionate about next year. Um, or I can just take my chances and I can I can go to Vietnam and see what gets onto my pot. So that's what I did. And I found a job there actually as an English teacher. And earned a bit of money there. And then with that money, I traveled in Vietnam, uh, Cambodia, Laos, and Thailand. And then after to India, Nepal. Uh, went back home, worked, took another gap year. And I went to Peru and to the US. And then traveled a bit in Europe, Morocco. And then went back to uni. Uh, COVID hit. And everything was online. So I realized I might as well just 
keep traveling. You know what I mean? But on, uh, study online at the same time. So we were talking about this um, while we were traveling together, how we feel bad. And I think that would have, that, that might have, our, our, our way of thinking may have changed because before we went on, on, on record is how I like to call it before we started recording, we were talking about how we, we miss home. I'm telling him I miss home. I want to go back home. I, I miss just having a little bit more stability and a place to go home. And and he's back home now. You're back home now. And, and we were talking and kind of agreeing on the fact that, yeah, you know, you need breaks from travel as well. But while we were in Jordan, we were opposite. We were like, I love this life. Uh, I don't want to go home. <laughs> and, uh, we so, go through phases. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. And, and that's why I always tell people, man, like I can't marry myself to opinions. I think as humans, we're always like, that guy said something yesterday and today he said something different. Like, who that? why? It's like people, humans it's we're weird we feel like we have to be consistent with with our way of thinking when you're learning new information every single day and then there's other people outside of your bubble that are judging you from a distance going that guy is not consistent with the way he thinks it's like we don't we don't we're not obliged to think the same if i wake up in a crappy mood today i might think oh my god oh this is terrible and then tomorrow the same thing might look great and that's what happens with traveling and being home and you miss your family then you're like i don't want to be with my family so it's like it's ever changing 100 percent, yeah and i have i've gotten to the point many times while traveling that uh, i just couldn't enjoy anything anymore because i wanted to be home yeah i, I wanted to uh, wanted to hug my mother i wanted to see my friends <laughs> but then I've, I've experienced many times while being at home um that i regretted thinking that way while i was traveling <laughs> because while I'm home, I want to go traveling again, you know? <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, yeah, man. It's, it's, it, that's what I was going to ask you. That, that's why I was kind of talking about the fact that when we were uh, in the same place, we, were, we had a, like our opposite way of thinking. But I, I think you've done this. You have the opportunity to do this at a much younger age than me. Gone, come back, gone, come back. So is that what it's like? Is, is it like you're going to miss home, yeah. so you go home. You're going to miss travel, so you go back to travel. Is that how it works? That's what it's like for me, for sure. I um, I, I think uh, after I did my first solo trip um, in 2017, which was three months only, um, I, I, I couldn't resist going back to Asia. And uh, afterwards, I got back home again, and I couldn't, couldn't, couldn't resist uh, the urge just to save up my money and, and buy a ticket to, to Lima um, because I didn't know of anything that, that anything else that I would rather spend my money on. Right. You know? Yeah. Because yeah. It, it had given me so much uh, just traveling around uh, by myself and uh, meet, meeting travelers and meeting local people, um, different ways of life. I've, I've, I felt like... Um, yeah, I wasn't the same person when I came back. Of course, I was the same person, but I, I, I had a big uh, backpack with uh, new experiences that, that I uh, had taken lessons from uh, with me. And I just wanted to keep spending money on that instead of on um, on on new clothes every, every few weeks. Um, <laughs> you know, yeah. so uh, that's, that, that's, that's why I kept doing it as well. Um, and of course, because the urge was there, the urge uh, didn't go. Yeah, um, we I think we talked about that we felt bad that the pandemic was happening. And to us, it's a huge tragedy. And um, I just want to say that, first of all, um, yeah, I've, I've heard of people suffering from it. I've personally been sick with it. It's um, at least in my opinion, something that's very real, that's affecting uh, the entire world and a lot of people have lost their family members yet you know i want to acknowledge that first yet it has put the world and accelerated it and, and into a different rhythm and it's opened up new opportunities and you're you're a byproduct of that opportunity of the pandemic and so am i definitely i don't think yep. I would be here right right now if this uh, very sudden change of life 
had not occurred. So for me, it was having a regular job and uh, take it. I, I love the job that I had in the States, interpreting for federal courts. And but it was a home based job. Then everything closed, the courts closed. I'm a contractor, I'm not an employee. I wasn't getting paychecks anymore. I wasn't getting work. Contractors depend on, there's a job to do. You're the contractor, go do it. And as long as you keep doing it, you get paid. And I wasn't the only one, right? But that was my situation. So what happened? I, I had nowhere to go. No, I didn't want to apply for any other jobs. It was like, they gave us the hope. The courts kept telling us, sending us emails. Hey, I think we're going to open. You know how it was. It probably was the same in, in, in the Netherlands where people's yeah. jobs. Hey, we're going to be closed for two weeks. We'll be back. And then after two weeks, hey, guys, we don't know what's going to happen. And then before you knew it, it was six months. And exactly, yeah. I'm spending my savings. I remember. And so I started my business. I was like, well, the only way that I can get the, and the, and the reason I started my business was because I started getting emails about doing things on zoom and uh the other one micro my webex and um that's when i was like oh crap like and i i, I thought it was going to take a little bit longer for because you know things stopped but then very quickly like zoom came out and things came out and, and it was like people were working from home and my industry made that swift change and i just went this is the new life this is my industry is going to stay here and so if I start a business, yeah. focus on this right now, and then I started it and then I, you know, promoted conferencing and, 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 you know, hiring people remotely and everything. And I was like, oh my God, this is making me money. And so th that was an opportunity that just came. Yeah. 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 It took your I, chances. Never, I never chose it. And so for you, it was the same thing because I think Definitely. a lot of people yeah. want to focus on studying and and uh, and maybe be home and, and and do that but how how did you when did you realize oh i can do this from anywhere and how was the experience launching yourself into that experience well um for me tra traveling it already kind of become um the norm you know the the, the way i was living um in, during my gap years it had already become um more or less my my natural habitat so when, when i was home um i was basically only thinking about traveling again um and i think um because of that i i, I never even thought thought about how it might might be difficult to learn about what i love to learn while doing uh, doing that while traveling uh because there's as, as I said, um, I'm studying anthropology, and when doing when I'm traveling is um, is is learning about the place and visiting, and that's the same thing uh, that I'm doing in, in my studies, but but I'm, I'm not learning about about places that I'm visiting, but uh, I'm learning about these um, global processes that that are influencing um, people all across the world, um, so. You know, I thought when 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 uh, when that lockdown uh, first first was was initiated, that it would be a would be a good idea actually to travel and study at the same time because I I, I could um I could write about cases that that I've found in my travels uh, and you know get inspiration from 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 my own life uh, in, in in my uni writings, so I would get the theory in um in 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 my Zoom classes. And then I, I would go. I would go walk around, uh, couch surfing, uh, meeting people, saying yes to 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 every offer that uh, that came my way. Um, I, I could I could see the theory in practice um, in 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 the places where, where where these people took me and places where, where I ended up, and I ended up writing um, writing about them. So that that was kind of my idea when 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 I when I. First came up came up with that plan to go travel and study at the same time, and I must say it, it worked out pretty well because um, my grades only got up. That's I mean that, that I, like you said the anthropology uh, uh, study is, is technically traveling. It's it's like the, the the a depiction of what you do when you travel. It's going places, seeing how they live, seeing because. When you talk to people, you get to know them quickly, like how they live, 
what things happen and what's affecting them, how the world is affecting them in their specific place. And everybody knows that they're experts of their own lives and nobody else is. And that's what makes it interesting talking to people that. Exactly. Exactly. For example, recently um, I worked for, um, for three weeks in a, in a guest house in Aswan in, um, in, in Egypt. And um, by the way, for people, Aswan is a, is is the southernmost city in Egypt. It it almost borders uh, Sudan. So if you guys ever go to Egypt, so I didn't go, so maybe you can promote it quickly. However. Oh yes, I recommend it one hundred percent. It's a city by the Nile. There's islands over there, lots of sailboats. Um, it's very laid back, um, and the population there um, is uh, largely Nubian. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, yeah, they have their own language, uh, customs. So I, th- I thought it was interesting to, yeah, to, to go see yeah, what, what, what the Nubians are, <laughs> basically. Yeah. Um, and I ended up getting a, a job offer in the, in the guest house where I stayed at. So I stayed there for three weeks. Um, and in the meantime, I was writing an essay about, um, about the impact of global tourism on smaller communities. And yeah, the, the guest house where I worked was was on an island uh, on the Nile, um, quite close to Oswald. You had to take like a two minute ferry to get to the island. And what I was doing there was of course working and clean, cleaning the guest house, uh, managing booking.com, receiving guests. But at the same time, I was also meeting people in the village um, and talking to them, um, go, going for, for uh, for groceries, talking to the to, to the grocery man, um, you know that that's that's how I was spending my days over there, and that, that's that's where I got, you know, the, the the information, the data for 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 my for, for my essay case. <laughs> that's you awesome. Know, and and I, I would talk to the tourists, I would talk to the Nubian people, um, I would talk to, yeah, pretty much all the people that that, that I could reach that they were, um, yeah, in in the chain, of um. Of of of, uh, of the tourism business over there, and yeah, I, got, I I I think I got some pretty nice results. Still waiting for the grades, but did you tell your teacher that like do your teachers know you're traveling, or is it something you wanted to keep secret? Oh, uh, and I, I never explicitly told them. Yeah, your <laughs> teacher. Um, let me tell you what yeah, I'm about right now. <laughs> They, they they probably know now because uh, because I wrote about it and in, uh, in you're like this guy knows way too much about Nubian people. Are you, are exactly. you by any chance are you in Aswan, Southern East border? And also they, they actually also saw me uh, lying in a hammock uh, in, in Colombia. So, <laughs> like hey, Edda, um, are you in a hammock? It doesn't look like <laughs> the Netherlands, buddy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Is that a howler monkey in the back? <laughs> yeah, where are you, brother? <laughs> oh man that reminds me i uh my first ever trip to europe so here i'll tell you a quick story i became a u.s citizen in 2015 and before becoming a u.s citizen you can't have the passport for obvious reasons but i will tell you you can be a permanent resident of the united states and you can be a citizen of the united states the main difference between those two is permanent residence you have to renew every 10 years you can't get vote. the green card yeah the green card um but you cannot vote and you can't have the passport and and those are two big things that make you a true national of a a place and there's a lot of people that don't want to uh i guess um suspend because a lot of countries for example colombia i can have my colombian uh nationality and then i can have a u.s nationality or another country I don't think they allow me to have three, though, so I would have to cancel one of them if I was in the future to declare nationality in a different country. I think other nations only allow you to have one. So I know a lot of people that can become U.S. citizens. But for me, it was like, I want that U.S. passport. I want to be able to travel. Soon as I became a U.S. citizen, the first day or maybe the next, I went and got my passport, waited weeks to get it. As soon as I got my passport, I had no money. So I was like, well, I have no money. I have my passport. It was almost like... I, I have half of it. I need the other half, which is money, but I was still in college. I didn't have anything. So 
I was like, maybe if I apply for a credit card, I'll have some money, but uh, they'll probably approve me for peanuts, you know? So I don't know why. I didn't know anything about credit cards at the time. I go and apply for an American Express credit card. They're like, how much do you make a year? And I just kind of put like a higher figure on there. They approved me for $3,000. Dude, the, <laughs> it was like an immediate approval. I didn't have to wait to get a, 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 the uh, the results or anything. And I was, was like, oh. That was because of the passport, you think? No, no, no. I mean, it had nothing. I, they, the passport had nothing to do with it. It was just, I became a U.S. citizen strictly because of the passport, knowing that I was going to have all the doors of the world open to me. But then it was like, great, I have the passport, but how do I travel without money? And my, yeah. my parents don't give me, never give me money. I, I don't ask for money from anybody. So the only thing that I could think of was like, well, and I was so eager to go. And so I applied for a credit card. The credit card gave me $3,000 fund and I bought my ticket to Europe. An old viewer. <laughs> yeah. And I bought my ticket to Europe, but I was also in, in like the middle of my semester. So what I did, and I couldn't wait. Imagine you've been waiting your whole life to go to Europe. I've been obsessed with traveling since I was a kid. And I was like, I don't want to wait. I don't want to wait. I got my U.S. citizenship. I, now I have the money. I bought the ticket. Oh, God. Now, how do I tell my teachers that I want to go on this trip? And I did not want to wait. I was like, I'm not waiting till December. I'm not waiting. It was like a September or so. Um, so I emailed all my teachers. I was like, hey, guys, like I need to go home to help a family member. Is it okay if I turn in all of my work for this amount of time? So it was almost like in, in the U.S., you have like this page that's called a syllabus, this packet of information called a syllabus. Yeah, yeah, I know about it. Yeah, we have and, it there in the Netherlands. Uh-huh. And then it, it'll tell you what you have to do for the entire semester. So I was like, maybe if I get this done before I leave, then I'll lose like class attendance points. So I talked to all my teachers. I was praying that all of them would be okay with it. They all said, yeah, it's fine. You're just going to lose attendance points and that might affect your grade. And I was like, all right, well, I, I turned in my work. Like I'm sure the attendance and them knowing that I'm, I'm the reason I'm gone, is not going to affect me. So I spent uh, three weeks in Europe. Uh, I bought my ticket and that for that feeling of, it was my first, uh, the city that I landed was Barcelona. And I, I was just like, I cannot. Good choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't believe it. I mean, it was like a dream come true. And it was in the middle of the semester. So it reminds me that while you're traveling, yeah. like, and being a student, I pretty much took a break from my studies to just go and reach my dream, man. So it, it, uh, it's, it's exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was, yeah, I, I guess, I, I think I was your age. I would have been a mathematics student or I, I would have, uh, would have studied anything uh, else from anthropology or something not related to uh, the social sciences I, I guess I couldn't have done it I um I, I, I can travel and study only because my, my travels and my studies are related to each other right oh, yeah so you, you don't think you could have um <clears throat> you don't think you could have done another because other there's more hands-on career um or courses right so you for other stuff yeah. you had to stay is that what you're saying <clears throat> no, I, I, I said I, I, I think I, I could not travel and study at the same time if I wouldn't be an anthropology student or doing any other social That's, science. Yeah, because because they, they these other courses they they weren't all online, right? Well, they were online, but but they wouldn't have been related to my travels. Oh, okay, so okay. Could, so you could have done it. Have done them another... simultaneously. Right, right. So it just goes hand in hand. Exactly. As opposed to doing math equations all day while you're traveling. Yes, <laughs> that, that wouldn't, <laughs> wouldn't have been ideal. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, um, how, how many? How how much time did you spend? Because I know you're you're back home now. How much how much time did you spend doing the whole student uh, traveler experience? Uh, total of eight months, uh, all through the pandemic. So I left um, uh, 2021 uh, in February. And first, I spent four months in Colombia, and I spent two months uh, in Mexico after that. Uh, then I went back to the Netherlands for the summer. Uh, new lockdown uh, was announced after that. And I went to Jordan, and then I went to Egypt. Uh, Jordan, I was for, for three weeks. Egypt, um, yeah, about a month and 10 days. And at, so, at yeah. no point did you feel 
like it was too much responsibility to how was your schedule i mean it wasn't because you're on european schedule so for example yeah. on a california schedule it would have been back backwards for me but you were yeah it was backwards for me when when i was in colombia mexico oh, yeah yeah you're um, right. and sometimes i had to wake up in the middle of the night for an exam for example really yeah i would have to set my alarm at like three <laughs> that's crazy <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. i would just um take a cold shower and then take my laptop to the to the common room of, of the hostel or wherever i was and just sit there in my bathrobe you know doing doing my making my exam but it, it was worth it it was definitely worth it and um, uh, in egypt and jordan i didn't get the problem because it's the same time zone mm-hmm, right man so how, what was your what was your schedule like like monday through thursday monday how many classes were you taking well, it actually wasn't uh, wasn't too difficult because um, I only have two uh, or three days of classes maximum, usually. Um, so I, I had uh, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, I believe, of class, and yeah, there was maybe four hours per day, and yeah, the remaining days I would just read my literature articles or whatever, and yeah, I would I would get up early in the morning and read uh, what I had to read, um, watch what I had to watch. And usually I was, I was finished um, around noon, you know, or maybe a bit later than that. And then I could just do my thing and travel, um, explore. Right. Did you, how were you able to figure out the money situation? Were you getting funded by, uh, do you, do you guys get money from, from the school how are you able to um, travel? Well, in, in the Netherlands, um, everybody can get a student loan. Okay. So um, I I'm, thought education was go... free. No, I wish it was. <laughs> hey, no, it should so be. we're not doing ones, America. No, no. In, in, uh, in Germany, it, uh, it is uh, free in, in some occasions. On some occasions. Sweden. Um, so they even get paid on, uh, on some occasions. The, the whole Europe-America comparison is overstated. Like we always get the yeah. putting our people into into debt. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm I'm also in debt. Um, you know, I've I've been doing these travels, but I've I've, I've a lot of debt um, because because of the um, the money I've been lending from from the government to to finance my studies to to pay for my room here in Amsterdam um to pay for my um to pay for my living uh, for my food um so, so yeah I, I get this government loan uh, and i have to pay it back in 30 years um, 30 30 yeah so every year i can pay a little bit um and Month- when, when it, i was in is a monthly payment yeah it's monthly payment so of course i have to pay monthly for my for my room uh, monthly for my university fee uh, tuition and yeah that's it's just enough what, I, what I'm getting and when I was in Colombia and uh, Mexico and Egypt uh, and Jordan I was uh, subrenting my room here in Amsterdam so a friend of me lived in my room and he would send me money every month and life in, in Egypt for example is way cheaper than life in the Netherlands. Right. And I, I would spend maybe five euros per day over there. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and that, that way I could um, I could actually uh, save up more money by by traveling. Because right. if, if I would have would have stayed here in the Netherlands and I, I would have gone to the supermarket here every day um, and I would have paid for everything that uh, people pay for um li- living um living in a, in a in a modern modern city in a, in in western europe then i i would have spent way more money so right. actually I, I actually saved up um by by traveling around right okay so it was so it was easy to to find a a person to rent out your room yeah 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 because uh, the housing situation in amsterdam is horrible and there's basically always people looking for a room. A lot of people that um, forcibly, although they don't want to stay, stay live with their, still live with their uh, parents, uh, or yeah, we just um, 
cannot find a room for 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 whatever reason. So there's there's always people wanting to wanting to rent. It was it was a matter of posting on Instagram, and the next day, I had my room rented out. I can go whenever I want as well because there's there's always somebody that's that's, that's willing to move in here. Perfect. Yeah. So you spent a, a total of eight months. Um, you did take some breaks in between for the summer. Um, so I guess there's no, do you foresee going back to doing it? Or do you think from here on out, um, you're going to, like, are you going to take another gap year? Are you going to see if, it seemed because we were talking about it earlier, it seems like the, the, the Netherlands is not really going to force people to have a lot of restrictions, which means universities will probably stay in person right so yeah how, how yeah, much that's what it's how, how much time do you have left uh, of school and, and what's your plan are you gonna go back to doing the the schooling and traveling yeah I've, i have about a year and a half left right now and i think i will spend that time in amsterdam i'll do some traveling in the summer um and then when i have my bachelor i actually want to go to mexico city to study at um at unam for a semester it's the, the biggest university um, of Mexico. And I think one of the... UNAM, you know, I've heard of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and there's, a, there's an exchange program with the University of Amsterdam. So I think it would be really, really cool to go there. Um, I would have to get my Spanish up to B2 level first. But yeah, that's, that's kind of what's on my radar right now. And then afterwards, um, I'll, I'll, I'll travel um and eventually i'll get back to amsterdam again or another city for my masters so you're pretty set on on going to so you can uh do the last year of your education in, in a different country like it'll be the same program yeah yeah well it's it's um it's not the same program but there's there's um an option to study abroad for a semester and and you can get um uh, st- study points like the um, we call them the IC ICS um, study point study points. I don't know if it's the same in the US education system, but yeah, you can you can get these points if you if you for example po- uh, pause a course here in the university, but you you can also get get these get these points by studying abroad. Okay, uh, and the, the program will be a bit different, but of course you're getting to see a different perspective. Um, by studying in a very different continent um, at a university like UNAM, which is, which is an autonomous uh, university that has its own police and everything that doesn't want um, it's got its own yeah, team. Want ac- academic it's freedom got to go to... Uh, hmm? It's got its own football team. The, the, yeah, its own football team. You know, it's, its own little city over there. And yeah. I, I, I've, I've yeah, developed a lot of interest in uh, UNAM. <laughs> It's in uh, Mexico City, right? Yeah. yeah. Guadalajara. No, no, no. It's in Mexico City, I think. It's in Mexico City, yeah. It's in yeah. um yeah, in this this area where uh, Frida Kahlo um also uh, uh, grew up and everything. I, I, I forgot the name. Uh, I know I know the name, but I forgot about it. Kochi <laughs> Koyakan. Koyakan, I think it's called. Got it. Koyakan. Koyakan. It's like yeah. you've uh you 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 developed a, an 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 affinity for Latin culture. Yeah, yeah, not just Latin culture, also Arabic culture, mm-hmm. um, Indian. But I think um, I think there's always one that you connect with most, or maybe you, it seems like you want to experience more of the Latin culture. Or what do you think? I would it's, definitely love to. Yeah, I love I love um, I love life in Latin America, and what do you think spend- as a European makes makes it what it is? Like, what do you like about it? Um, I think the people in uh, that, that I've uh, been lucky enough to meet over there were all very extroverted uh, and um, just always um, up for party. <laughs> always, always, always kind of in, in, in that mood that the people here only get in when, when there's a nice, uh, nice tune playing in the background, you yeah. know, and uh, they, they had, had a little drink and, um, you know, they're, they're kind of loosening up a little bit you know it's it's right. like people people that i've met uh, for example in colombia um are in that mood more naturally right that's true that's true i think um 
my it, it has to do with the weather the way we were raised but yeah we're we're, we're a happy bunch you know they're not every, yeah, 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 yeah. every co- yeah. country is different but it's just um it is it is a different way and it's like you're not gonna have a lot of the restrictions that like muslim countries have or maybe weather restrictions because i think about it if you maybe you are extroverted but if you're muslim well you can't really you're not well at least you're not supposed to drink you're not supposed to no the the weight of the culture um, is maybe uh too heavy uh for some um, we're kind of free animals we're free animals because the like our religion is imposed uh, but it's not really uh, followed to its core. And so we are free. Like that extrovertedness is, yeah. is fully loose. Uh, there's no religion that there was kind of like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's kind of um, what's, what, what's what, I, um, what I remember as well. That's just that's the impression that, that, that I got. You know, there's, there's not a lot of cultural restriction mm-hmm. from, from what I could see in, in, in comparison to what I've seen in other um, other parts of the world. Of course, it, it, it exists uh, in, in many, many places, you know, this, this um, you know, this, this co- kind of cultural tradition that's holding people down. Um, I've, I've actually heard a lot of people in Colombia telling me that they, that they sometimes feel that, that, that there's still a lot of, um, yeah, a tradition that, uh, that, that, that limits, limits their potentials, but, I, I didn't experience um, Latin America like that. And I think, I think that's why, why, why I liked it because I, I never liked these cultural restrictions. Right. I mean, it's just, just a different, li- different, different lifestyle. And, and you got to think about how you don't really choose. Uh, you, you can change after a certain amount of time, like when you're born and your parents, whoever raises you, not everybody gets raised by their parents but religion is is put into our heads before we even wake up as as like true human adults and maybe then we realize well i don't really think this is the way i want to live and so people start taking off the layer of whatever yeah. built with right but i yeah. think there's str- like a more st- a stronger bond in the muslim world and then especially in certain countries to that religion and then to the way that they live um and to us that's so different you know people like especially me being from Colombia, where like you are flirty with girls and you are open and and and, and, and you, you kind of pull everybody's leg maybe in other yeah. countries it's a little racist maybe in other countries it's a little bit too much information we have like all these uh, like freedoms and so once exactly. you go to another exactly. different country and you're like what you can't do this you can't like you so and also yeah. the weather the weather is huge because yeah we have we don't have extreme weather in, at least in my country so uh or at least in the places that i lived i know there's extreme uh, uh like natural disasters that happen in, in colombia and, and, and there's different landscapes but it's not like that duality of the European where they're sad in the winter and then they're happy and they can come out and be themselves in the summer. So we're, we're in this ever constant state of freedom. Eternal spring. <laughs> that eternal spring. So uh, I think, I think that that shapes the, the Latino a total. Yeah. Way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The environment. Yeah. And, and, Probably also a lot of other factors. <laughs> Would be interesting to to, to figure out um, why why exactly I got that impression. But all I know is that I got it. <laughs> right. And, uh, that, that I got really good vibes uh, from people over there, and awesome. I'd love to return because of it. Right. Okay. So one year and a half, and uh, it's not set in stone, right? That you're gonna go to Mexico. Or you think it's pretty likely? Um, it's not uh, not set in stone, but. I, I do think um, I will either go there or uh, I'll go on an exchange in another city. Other options are, for example, Tokyo, um, Johannes, uh, Johannesburg, uh, Berlin, and all of these are amazing cities. So yeah, I'm, I'm kind of debating between them, but Mexico City is number one so far. So. Nice. Um, and, and 
I forgot to ask you while you're doing your travels and, and you decided to pack your bags and, and go to school at the same time, did you meet a lot of other people that were doing the same thing? No, I haven't met any. <laughs> That's crazy. No, actually, um, I, when I went to Colombia, that first, uh, first time um, I went with my housemate who was also studying. But besides him, I didn't meet anybody that was doing the same thing, surprisingly, actually, because I, I, th I thought it was very logical thing to do yeah. instead of sitting in lockdown um why not just but travel colombia is open mexico is open so right yeah I, I was expecting to meet more people but no yeah i know that i think that's why i decided to talk to you a little bit more about um like going going to school and 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 traveling i did meet somebody in italy that was doing the same thing and I, uh, he was staying in the same room as me and he was um, uh, he was like attending a class, and you can tell like there was a bunch of faces on the screen. So it was like uh, he he was getting a lesson uh, on on a, a Zoom or something. Uh, but he I think he was from a nearby I think he was from Italy, so it just in a different city. But I think you I think the hardest thing that you did was go to a different time zone because I have those issues as well where. I have to sacrifice a little bit of my rhythm um, to stay up or I've had meetings at five in the morning because things are ending at five. You know what I mean? Like almost 10, 12 hour differences. And that is hard to get used to. It's not like you, you there is a little bit of sacrifice involved in, in, in what you do, but the reward yeah. is you, you are. You yeah, 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 yeah. You country. Definitely. Definitely. I would, I would do it all over again without, um, without thinking twice <laughs> right oh man yeah that's uh very impressive I'm, I'm happy you had a good time i'm happy you took uh, advantage of the opportunity that the world stopped in its own tracks and, and yeah changed. it's been the time of my life <laughs> yeah and, and this is going to be amazing for later on it's it's good this is why i want to get my little brother into traveling at, from a young age because it's just going to set you up a lot faster you know 28 yeah, yeah, yeah. 29 and five yeah. months and I'm I, do, happy. I do think uh, tra travel uh, at a young age has, has shaped me because um, with, without uh, tra traveling uh, with my parents when I was 15 and 16 to China and Sri Lanka and subsequently traveling by myself to Southeast Asia and to India and Nepal, there's no way that, that, that I would, would have been studying anthropology. There's no way that, that I would have had um, yeah, the, the idea of being a traveling journalist in mind. I, I, I just wouldn't have found the same uh, purpose that that uh, I feel like I have right now. Right. No, that's so it's, uh, it's it can it can do a lot for for somebody that's young. Yeah, because their I, brains are still getting shaped. Right. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. You're totally right. You're totally right. That's something that the um, if if you're able to start doing from a young age, I think it's gonna help you. Because I feel like in, in the states, a lot of people are like, I don't even know what I want to do and this that and the other and it's like maybe they've just been in the same city same place and they they've kind of heard other people's dreams and you base your dreams a lot a lot of times on other people so it's like oh that guy that girl wants to be a nurse he wants to be a lawyer he want, and then you're like well i don't want to do that i don't want to do that i don't want to do that so you don't you're like well, what's my purpose and a exactly. lot of times, this was the position i was in mm -hmm. okay but then traveling changed that for me exactly so that's good to know for people who listen to this and it's like, well, I don't know what my purpose is. And I tell this to people already, people my age, people younger, change your environment, change your situation, put yourself in a different, completely new situation. Because if you're like, I don't know what my purpose is. And it's like, okay, well, where have you been the past three, four years? I've been here. Okay. Who have you met? Well, I meet the same people at the bar at the same place every weekend. Okay. Look, that's totally fine. We all do that. We're inclined to have routine and, and that's totally normal. But if there's, you, you feel like there's something missing, you have to throw yourself into a different environment. And that- yeah, Because there's nothing to lose, you know? If, if, you're, if you feel like you're missing something and um, you, you, you're thinking to yourself, is, is this all that there is to life? Or yep. is there something more? Then what do you have to lose if, if that feeling keeps, keeps eating you? From exactly. the inside. Exactly. Why, why not just take take your chances and um and go out and explore and if it's not for you then 
go back home and go back into that routine. And uh, no. yeah, then you have a nice story too. I think the the issue that I see with people, and I'm saying for people who maybe feel like they haven't found the love, because I know a lot of people that dream of finding the perfect love, people who dream of different things. Um, it, to me, they take certain steps to, and then they set themselves into, into the same place. So they go to the same university of their city. They date a guy from the same circle. They buy a house in the same city. And it's like, before you make any of those long-term commitments, know where you stand. Like, okay, right now, what do I have? I don't have a girlfriend. I don't have a job that's attaching me to here. I don't, I'm not talking about me. I'm, I'm just saying in general, um, like analyze your situation, because if you don't realize that you may be free in a particular moment in your life, that freedom is going to change because we're inclined, like I said, to buy a house, to get into a relationship. And these things will attach you to a place. So like, and analyze your surroundings. Like, Oh, right now um, I'm living by myself. I have a job that pays me or I have enough money saved up or I have a job that's uh, remote. This is the time. Like this is the time. Go, yeah. go now. It'll change yeah. you. The rest will come because you're putting yourself in those situations and the rest will come and you will find some sort of purpose. You will. It, it just, it's just going to happen. Exactly. Exactly. But, yeah. So, <laughs> but, but if you buy a yeah. house and you do the same thing in the same place and you don't change something, then that. Yeah. It's, it's better to, um, even if it doesn't work out, better to regret right. um, going and, and um, you know, um, having been in an uncomfortable situation and going back home again after, after being in, in that uncomfortable situation and realizing that traveling is not, not for you at all. It's, it's better to, to, to have such an experience than, than to always keep, uh, keep, keep thinking, oh, I must, uh, I must, I must go out. Um, and one, one day I want to travel too. Um, and just always having that desire, but never actually acting, acting upon it. Right. But at the same time, I think it's, it's, um, it's okay to not necessarily throw you. Cause I, I know that I just very passionately said, like throw yourself into a new situation. It's very difficult to do that. Um, and we, I think more important than that is look at someone who did it and, and kind of talk to that, uh, to, to those people, because for example, you didn't travel by yourself. I, I didn't, you didn't go, I'm going to fly to Sri Lanka and experience it. No, your parents took you there. You felt comfortable because you had your parents there you were able to see it from a comfortable position you yeah, didn't yeah, have yeah. Anything to lose that then inspired you so if you're yeah. too afraid to travel by yourself if you're too afraid to throw yourself into a completely new environment talk to somebody that's like that's done it and be like hey can you can you come with me on this trip and then kind of teach me how you did it because that's what i did before i traveled by myself i was like i don't think i'm ready to travel by myself like how does this thing work out so what did I do? I called one of my most experienced travel buddies, who's a girl who's been traveling for years. And I said, Hey, I want to go to the Dominican Republic. Can you come with me? She said, of course. Why did I call her? Cause I knew she was flexible. I knew she traveled by herself. I knew that she was going to teach me in that trip, taught me and gave me the inspiration that I needed. So I didn't just throw myself into the situation. Um, I was, I took uh, some sort of steps and I think it was the same for you that your parents gave you that like very comfortable yeah, yeah, yeah. look and then you were able to do yeah. it yeah yeah actually um yeah those those trips uh was was uh we're, we're both with with a tour group and we, we were uh we we're always in, in in a comfortable hotel you know um so i, I didn't really um get get into the everyday everyday life of um of china and um sri lanka as much as as i would like to know but yeah, definitely those those trips gave me some um, some uh, look inside, gave me a look inside of a world that I didn't even know existed. Um, yeah, when I went back home after, I always kept thinking about it, and I I already knew what it was going to be like when I went there by myself. So maybe it was easier because of that. Yeah, and I th I think it is. Um, so I, I I would you know I think like I was telling you before we started recording, um, I think it's time for me to go and chill at home for a little bit, but I kind of want to help somebody embark on a journey like mine, like help the, you know, next. Uh, so maybe my brother or maybe somebody's like, I want to do this. How do I do it? I would love to show somebody because 
you always need help from someone and people who help me and help me kind of fulfill what I'm doing. Like this wasn't all work that I did by myself. Um, all inspiration comes from other people. Um, guidance comes, comes from other people. Um, and I would like, I would like to do something similar. Um, so I think you should keep that in mind as well. If, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. To this and it's like, Hey man, like how did you travel and go to school yeah. at the same time? It, you know, you yeah. Can- a, a good voice for those people um, actually actually i'm going to go um travel with some of my friends to brazil in the summer if uh, everything's actually going to work out there you go <laughs> it's always yeah, cool because, to be the because, most experienced travel traveler in the group because <laughs> a lot of people don't, don't want to go alone but they, but they do want to go travel you know so yeah, yeah they, they they asked me if if i want to come and i want to go to brazil because uh, when when I've when I've seen Christ the Redeemer, I've seen all the world wonders. So you know oh, I have to. <laughs> nice. Yeah, Christ the Redeemer is one of them, huh? Yep. Yeah, the new world wonders. There's also the ancient uh, world wonders, but, but those don't exist. No, a bunch of them don't exist anymore. That's cool. Nice. All right, Mister Hida. I don't even know how long we've been talking for. I should have kept the timing <laughs> going here, uh, but. I appreciate you telling me your story, brother. I'm happy you're back home and you're yes. taking a break. I hope the thank you for having me. Yeah, I hope the weather's not uh, too bad. I know you're telling me that there's a storm going on, so I hope it get. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's it, a horrible it, storm out there. <laughs> Just yeah. hoping the, the the dikes are going to protect uh, the coast. <laughs> okay, not sure what that means, but uh, I think it's funny, right? <laughs> oh, there's there's a, there's a bunch of dams and uh, coasts, uh, uh, dams and uh, dikes on the coast of the Netherlands. Okay, that uh, protect the land uh, against the ocean. Because, oh, you, uh, I, thought said, I thought you said dams and ghosts. You know, you said coasts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the dams at the coasts. Oh, okay. I thought it was some weird expression. <laughs> no, no, sorry <laughs> about that. I get it now. I totally get it. Yeah, it's, the wind is just crazy. And um, I, I, I hope that um, there's not going to be floodings or something like this because it's happened in the Netherlands before. Well, hopefully that doesn't happen, man. Um, but yeah, well, like I said, thanks for uh, thanks for sharing your story, bro. Um, and uh, I'm sure, you know, uh, when I hope we, we can see each other again, uh, maybe this summer or, or maybe afterwards, uh, plan, plan another trip. Uh, I'm excited to, yes. to see you. It'll be good. Yeah, to see same, you. Same, same, same. Maybe go to Mexico and, and yeah, just uh, keep sharing some knowledge, bro. You know, you're 21, but you're, you got a pretty, pretty old head on you. And, um, and I think a, a duty of somebody who's as young as you, uh, is to just pass that on as, as soon as you can, you know, inspire other people to do the same. Um, so yeah, hopefully uh, people listen to this and, and and you might even inspire people way older than you. So that's the thing about you know, <laughs> age. And I hope so. Older. Thank you, man. Yeah. So appreciate it, bro. And uh, I'm sure we'll stay in touch and plan something. Okay? Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. I appreciate um, being on this podcast. Thank you for, uh, for having me. Of course, bro. Okay. Here we go. We're going to stop. Thank you.